Welcome to It All Boils Down to This, the podcast where father and son take the kitchen table arguments and heated discussions from their home directly to yours. Jim and Jack Boyle will explore the world as only they can. We might even let a few guests join the fun. So sit back, choose a side, watch the water temperature rise, and enjoy stimulating generational conversation about sports and life. Thanks a lot. Welcome to uh, episode 17 of It All Boils Down to This. We have uh, my nephew, David Immendorf, is in a band called Core Discord and has given us permission to play his song, Catacombs. And, and, and the grunting there is, uh, from what he told me, they've substituted that in just because they didn't have the words yet for the song, Jack. So uh, we kind of love Core Discord and we're going to try to get them to did, be the band of the show. Did they ever make it? Did they ever? There's no song. They never finished that song. They should have finished the song. It's it's very much, it sounds like Enter Sandman and then he just, he just grunts. It actually goes on. He does like different types of grunts later in the song. You should check it. It's on a Spotify, probably on Apple Music. It's a, it's a funny song, but no, it's a good intro music. It's on Spotify, uh, David. It's uh, Chord Discord. And I got their shirt. Actually, I got the T-shirt underneath the uh, University of New Hampshire sweatshirt. Oh, yeah. I wanted. I want another T-shirt if we're playing their music. Yeah, that we, okay. we're, we're promoting their music to like fifty new fifty new listeners. So I should get a T-shirt for that. You should. I'll, I'll <laughs> make sure when we call them and say, David, you got to watch. The, listen to the show. We led with the catacombs. Um, actually, good song to lead with catacombs because the uh, in-season basketball tournament started. Uh, the quarterfinal started last night, and the Celtics kind of. Um, Spit the bit, we'll say. Uh, And I know we watched together like the last three quarters. The third quarter was atrocious. I think everything that's wrong with the Celtics was exacerbated in that third quarter. Uh, What do you got for me on that, Jackson? Yeah, no, their third quarters in general, I feel like, this season have been terrible. They've gone into halftime a lot this year with like, last night it was a seven-point lead, but they've gone in with like 10, 11-point leads and like within the first two, three minutes of the quarter they're wiped away. But yeah, no, last night was horrible. They went into their iso ball stuff. Uh, especially against that team where it wasn't just the ice. You could play ice ball on that team. It was the shots they were taking. The, the amount of pull-up threes Tatum and Brown, even Derek White and Drew Holiday were taking, and they were not dropping, it was offensive. Uh, that team could not guard you. They, they, didn't have, they didn't have a player that could guard Jalen Brown. They didn't have a player that could guard Jason Tatum. And they took way too many pull-up jump shots, and they could have went to the basket every time. I saw Tatum finish with like 32, 12, and 6 on 50% yep. shooting. He was awful. He was awful. And Brown had 30, so they had 62 points from Tatum it's the second Brown. time they've lost with 30 points when they both scored 30 points. Yeah, no, and and, and then the Pacers and Halliburton, he hit four prayers, and people, Jay Trev's, the, oh, well, he's done that this year. He hits those shots, blah, blah, blah. If Steph Curry takes that shot, I'm happy. I'm like, oh, we got Steph Curry to take that shot. He hits maybe one of them, in, one of those shots in a game. Halliburton hit four. He had four prayers. Prayers. And he couldn't play a lick of defense. He was pissing me off last night. Matherin started hitting shots. He stunk in the first quarter. He was firing bricks like you wouldn't believe. Just a, it was a, it was a bad performance by the Celtics. So again, I think it, it highlights all the um, what we'll say the negative aspects of this team. Number one, they definitely need Porzingis to win the title. Yeah, obviously. Yes? Yeah. Number two, when they shoot bad from three, I thought I read somewhere they take Hauser's five for seven and they shot twenty percent from three. Even, even with his five for seven, they shot like twenty eight percent. Yeah, that's true. He did five. He was five for seven. And then the turnovers. I mean, you got a team that wants to move and play play fast. You turn the ball over, it gives them the opportunity to move and play I forgot fast. About that, yeah. Uh, that was really the third quarter. And and the irony is, Jack, we're sitting there. It's a minute twenty left. It was a tie ball game. 
Yeah, I, no, they got it close. Did, did it, it got to tie, a tie? It was a tie game. I don't remember it getting to tie. I remember it getting maybe like one. But yeah, I didn't. Yeah, no, they had a chance to win that game. Like, even you say they need Porzingis to win the title. But even without Porzingis, they still have a claim for having the most talent in the NBA. They're a little bit, uh, they, they might not have enough size, but they're still a top four team in the NBA, three team in the NBA without Porzingis. They still should win that game. I, I think you're right. The only difference there, if that's got home, they win the game on the road. It's it's a different story. Like yeah, if that well, game's they, playing in Vegas, they win the basketball game. I don't know about that. I think they do. They haven't lost at home this year. They're like 500 on the road. Um, and that was like that. That's at least a good sign because if you look at the Celtics in the playoffs the past two years, they've been like below 500 at home in the playoffs. Yes. And they've yes. won. Remember how many big road games the Celtics have won? They won in Milwaukee. They won a game six in Milwaukee. Game six in Philly. A game seven in Miami. They won a game six in Miami. They just haven't won the home games. So, if, again, if they get the one seed and you're undefeated at home, you win your home games, you're going to win. Here, I just wanted to get the turnover margin from last night. Okay, so good. as you 18, The Celtics turned over 18 many? times. Okay. The Pacers turned over six. 12, six. They 12. only turned it over six times. And that means, and actually, defensively, for, for at least the first half, the Celtics played really well. So then I gotta, I'll come back to my old chirping point with the Celtics before we move on. And, and, and How much impact does having a young inexperienced coach, even who's got a year under his belt, impact a game like that where things are, not that he calls timeout, but are they tuning him out? Um, would a veteran coach of, have, it just seems they did games. that they, they did this, they did this, they had this type of stuff happen when they had Brad Stevens as their coach. So I, I Yeah, but they, they didn't have the talent they have now and they had Brad Stevens. Uh, I guess, but they still made they those stupid, talent. they still made those sure. stupid things. Okay. They, they did though. They had the, the year that they had Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, all healthy. They had talent that year. I know Kyrie tanked the whole season that year, but the the talent, Brad Stevens but again, was a good Brown. Like, everyone was saying people said they Brown wouldn't trade Tatum. Brad Stevens for LeBron James at that point. Like Brown and Tatum, on, though. Co- Brown and Tatum. I understand were not that. Yeah, they are now. I but just they, curious. They've just done a that, question. But they've done that over multiple coaches. That was just I, Tatum. For some, I'm, I don't know what happened last night when he kept taking pull up threes. When every single time he was going to the hoop with like commit when he committed to go to the hoop, he was scoring. Same thing with Jalen. Then I don't. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. Hey, I'll tell you right now, though, the NBA can't wait for that final of uh, New Orleans-Indianapolis either. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of of, of viewers on that one. Uh, It'll it'll be interesting to see who wins the game tonight. It's the Knicks versus the um, Bucks, right? right. You know what's going to happen is the Knicks are going to win on that, and it'll be— they won't have any like they. What they need is— They need the They need the Lakers. They need the Lakers, and they really what they want right now is the Lakers and the Bucks. Because if it is, no, 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 right. I'm telling you, no. If it, wait, ah, Lakers and Knicks no, is huge. Because nobody cares about the Knicks. It doesn't matter. No, it's it, New no, York, LA. That doesn't big. matter. I the NBA is big. more about talent than about market at this point. Oh, Jalen like, Brunson. I know, but you would rather have Giannis and Milwaukee in it than just New York. I beg the difference. No, not at all. I beg the difference. The worst case scenario is if they get like Indiana and New Orleans. You're right. It's like we did this in season tournament for an for an extra game of New Orleans versus Indiana. But you know what that gives you? That gives you Halbert, who's really having a great year, and, but I'm and Zion. I mean, you, 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 you want to talk about markets? You just talked about markets, and now you tell me players? No, I'm just saying. I, I know. I, I think I it's crap. I'm I done with Halliburton. Done with Halliburton. You love oh, Halliburton, I hate him. Don't you? The four, he hit four prayers. Four. Watch him. They, these aren't just Let's like, count oh, that. good One, job. two, three, yeah, four. four. They all were all four 30-plus footers, with like contested, too. He went to Iowa, didn't he? Halliburton? Iowa, Iowa State. Oh, I have to look that I one really, up. Really, Halliburton does not feel like an Iowa. I know player. your mom was telling me there's a woman she uh, works with, Abby, who's from uh, who who knows people in Iowa. They knew Halliburton, and mm-hmm. then she didn't know mom how to watch that game with us uh, on TV, yelling and screaming at people. And he, he did. He went to Iowa State. Iowa State. I didn't. I didn't remember Cyclone, him at all. From we should yeah. call Tommy T up on that one. Where'd Halliburton go? All right. So 
you know, it's it's been it's been exciting though. I have to admit, it was a great idea. Uh, hopefully, it'll get better. They'll tweak it a little bit here and there. Uh, if they if they get the final they want, I'm not going to watch it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh All yeah, right. no, I don't I don't watch much NBA basketball outside of the Celtics, anyways. Uh, it, like I, I like the game, but it's it's it like it then it, like any other sport, it's kind of boring to watch just a team that's you don't true. care about. But unless you know you're gambling, you bet the over. Well, everybody's under, gambling. Now. Then that's how you get interested in the game. But. Hey, uh, to, to 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 transition, the NBA has got an in season tournament where actually winning teams advance. Uh, we're going to go to our favorite college football analyst, Kevin. Uh, he's going to update us as we get ready for, for college football recap. Yep, so, so here's Kevin. Well, where's Kevin? Thought on the NBA in-season tournament since I'm uh, sending this in right after watching the Celtics and Pacers. Um, I think it's great. I think it's great that the NBA is doing this. Um, definitely a European soccer type of model, um, which obviously I'm a bit biased towards. Um, but the NBA regular season is the worst competition in American sports. And so it's great that they are adding some flavor um, to an incredibly boring, stale, and meaningless competition that is the NBA regular season. Um, and also, yeah, just upset that the Celtics lost as well. Um, but, you know, you guys can cover that. Um, all right, on to uh, the real stuff. And, you know, obviously, um, I'm just going to address the elephant in the room uh, right away. I went 0-5 this week on all Power 5 uh, conference championship games. Um, I lost my walk, to, uh, which was Georgia. Um, I mean, Carson Beck, he's a mortal enemy of mine uh, now. I mean, Jay Trev was texting in the group chat today saying that some people were thinking Carson Beck could be a top 50 pick in the NFL draft. Between him and J.J. McCarthy, like, I have no idea what, what these NFL scouts see. I have no idea. Um, I don't think Jay Trev has him in, in his top 50, to Jay Trev's defense, but... I'm appalled at that. I mean, Carson Beck, he he couldn't complete a pass. I think he completed one deep throw the whole game. And then he was just running into his offensive lineman, like in the pocket and getting sacked. It, 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 horrible. I, I was losing my goddamn mind. And the officials not replaying that at the end of the first half is inexcusable. Inexcusable. And then they had, they had the audacity to like do a replay for some potential incomplete pass like in, this, in like the second half. Yeah, and it was no. the most obvious catch of all time. I, I was so pissed. I was so pissed. Um, and then, you know, after going 0 and 3, you know, obviously. All right. We got, we had to talk about that. Alabama, Georgia. Yeah, we had to talk about Bama, Georgia. What a football game. That, that's why you like college football. You knew, you know what? Actually, a lot of people, there were people who didn't really think Bama had a chance after the way they played against Auburn last week, but what a win. What a win for Alabama. What a game that was. Um, Milro, I thought in the fourth quarter was phenomenal. He had he had one drive where they kept making the, the he made the, the, every time they needed him to make a throw. They, I think they were up three, went down. Scored a touchdown, went up 10. Every time he needed to make a play, he made a play. And then Georgia came down, scored. Um, remember, they, they were at the one-yard line. They kept with, like, they were running out of time, and they couldn't get the ball in. Wasted clock. Gave the ball back to Bama, and Milrow just, he had a couple big runs and ran out the clock. Right. And just a big win for Alabama. I don't, I don't know what you have to say about that game. Well, I tell you, it, it first of all, it threw chaos into the world, which is always good. And Alabama has not lost, I think they're like 11-1 in the Georgia Dome, and they're like Five and one against Kirby. He's like whatever his record is against Kirby Smart. There, there's another you know, stat. What's the other stat? It's he Nick Saban with Alabama. I don't know what it exactly is. I think he's he's like he's seven and two against the number one team in the country. When he plays the AP number one team in the country, he's seven and two. You know how crazy that is. That's beyond crazy. That's he's going to get another shot too. I think right. No, uh, yeah, 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 they are. Georgia, That's Georgia, right. Georgia was playing with fire all year. I mean, they did dominate towards the end of the season. But again, 
like yeah, Kevin yeah. says, quarterback is quarterback, and and and, and Milrow just outplayed him. I mean, simple as that. Yeah. So one thing I do have to say about Georgia is they insisted on playing these two injured receivers that they had. So this, so Bowers, he was healthy enough. Uh, oh, he had like guy, five right. catches, fifty three yards, but he wasn't super healthy, and he wasn't really. You know, he didn't have the impact that he normally has and how he helps Carson Beck and all that. But the other guy, this McConkey guy, I know. I yeah. don't I don't know much he he couldn't even move and he kept coming back out on the field. There was it was like you were playing with ten men with him. He he was useless. One and they the, kept playing him. One of the things you find out about coaches is they're comfortable with who they're comfortable with. And I guess I guess Kirby decided that um, at 85% or 80% or 75%, he's, he's been better hurt. than what we have the back. He's been hurt most of the year. And I know again, that. I know that. You but... cannot tell me Georgia does not have some five-star recruit, wide receiver, freshman or sophomore on their bench that can obviously, maybe get open better. Obviously, they don't because that would have been out there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they don't. But that's, again, it's, it threw chaos in the world. And, you know, it, it gives us a lot to talk about today. But Alabama, when they had to come, they came through. They made they, they beat Auburn late. And they win the SEC championship game, and they, they have one loss, and the one loss was to probably the next team we're going to hear about. I'm a little bit messed up. I might have just played his call accidentally. I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't record it well today. Uh, there well. was those two night games. There was, yeah, there was about the, the Michigan Iowa game, and then the FSU Louisville game. I, again, losing my mind at the Louisville and uh, Iowa offenses. It, it was. It, it was a tough weekend. It was a tough weekend. Uh, that's all I can say. Um, you know, when the lights were shining their brightest, um, I didn't show up, and, and that's on me. That is on me. It's true. Um, but I do just want to note my body of work is still impressive. Uh, 58, 55, and 3 this year, uh, and 6 and 2 in locks. So all, all I mean, he did good with the locks. If he's putting more units on the lock, it looks good. But he, so he said, what, 58 and 55 with the, with the pushes? He's a so break all, even. All that, all that, all that stress, all that thinking, all that everything, all that gambling, he, he barely, like, he made yeah, like 100 bucks. 100 bucks. Yeah. If he's lucky, he made 100 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So he was, is he going to give us more on these games? So I, I should, I didn't really listen to the whole call. So, well, let's um, go over. Let's look at, let's start. You want to talk about, yeah, let's, let's start, start with Iowa first. Okay, go. You, Iowa. You, you, you start because I have a lot to say. Iowa. Okay. The coach's kid is the offensive coordinator, right? He had a contract that he's, they had to score 325 points this year or he would get fired. You know, they scored 120 less points. They scored like 205 points. Yeah, I was going to say, they didn't even come close Unbelievable. To that <laughs> Their defense is great. Offense is kind of crappy. Michigan didn't really look awesome against them. I mean, McCarthy never impresses me ever. And I was reading something today about he could be QB3 in the draft. Uh, so Michigan did what they had to do. Uh, my buddy was back on the sidelines. And they got to get and they get their comeuppance because instead of getting Washington or Texas, they end up getting Alabama. So uh, on that game, Iowa, Iowa did. Oh man! The, the, hopefully the Big Ten does what everybody else is starting to do and go one through twenty, and the top two teams play it off instead of East and West. Yeah, so I was allowed two locks this week because I'm trying to catch up to Kevin, so we have the same number at the end of the year. Because I was three and two going to this week, he was six and one. One of my locks was Iowa plus twenty three. I just thought, you know what, that's too much points. It's too many points. Even with Iowa not scoring, they're going to cover this. They didn't cover. It was the right bet. It was. They gave up. He the quarterback threw an interception in their own red zone. Uh, Michigan was starting on their own five yard line. That was the like only time they scored an easy touchdown. Another touchdown they scored. The kick, the, they had a kick uh, punt return all the way down to like the five yard line. Guys missed the tackle. Uh, they could have had him down inside their own 10. But Michigan, the, 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 the two times they gave him the field, they gave him 14 points pretty easily. The other 12 points that they scored, they really had to work for. So if you think about that, were those the only two touchdowns Michigan scored? And did they? And then they kicked four field goals. Yeah, I think so, so they scored two touchdowns so. starting on basically the opposing team's five yard line. 
and then they scored kicks the whole game. So that was plus twenty three should have covered. It should have covered. It was the right pick. No, I'm not. I'm not ashamed of that pick. My other lock though, Florida State was plus. I was getting a point against Louisville. They totally shut them down. So that that get that gets me to four and three unlocks. Kevin six and two. I'll have to pick up an extra one uh, coming up because I I have to catch up and have the same amount as, of Kevin. But uh, the FSU defense back to back weeks uh, shut down Florida in that second half and totally shut down Louisville this whole game. Jay Trev's boy, I gave him crap. He came in here. Jared Verse, uh, defensive end for Florida State, who he had ranked low. Lower than uh, like most people, like the Kuipers of the world and 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 the McShays. He had him ranked in like the twenties. Those guys had him like around ten. Totally dominated these last two games. In this game against Louisville, nine quarterback pressures. I think he had two sacks. He had one sack where he literally just pushed the left tackle into the into the quarterback cool. and sacked him with the tackle. So shout out to Jay Trev. Uh, hopefully Jared Verse is moving up in uh, Jay Trev's uh, rankings. So FSU was my lock of the week, and yeah. I did win that one. I yeah, don't you're know. like two and three now. I, I'm on the, I'm on a roll, ready to come back. My locks. We're gonna week. figure this out next year. One We're gonna have a big things, competition. Yeah, one of the things is I am not good at locks of the week, but FSU. We'll get. We'll, we'll talk more about yeah, them we'll later. But the again, call. they deserve to win the football game. Freshman quarterback with absolutely no time to prepare against the Louisville team, which was probably very mediocre. What do we got next from Kevin? We got a lot, I think. <laughs> I know, I'm my lost. body of work is still impressive. Uh, people were. Um, I thought it was pretty much consensus across the board that Oregon was going to win this game. It seemed very obvious. Oregon was getting quality win after quality win, um, beating. People by significant amounts. Meanwhile, Washington was barely getting to the finish line, um, you know, really struggling in pretty much every game that they've played in since beating Oregon. Um, and then Washington played their best game since beating Oregon like two months ago. Um, incredibly impressive. Um, you know, Penix was back to his best. Uh, and it's kind of heartbreaking for Bo Nix. I mean, he loses out on the Heisman, uh, which he would have won if he won that game. And he loses. He's out on going to the college football playoff and his career is over. Um, but, you know, we'll see. He'll he'll definitely be an NFL player and somebody I wouldn't hate to, to be on the Patriots potentially. If we draft uh, Maserati Marv in the first round and get him later, I'd take it. Um, all right, happen. then on to the Saturday games. Um, Texas just demolished Oklahoma. Oh, we got to talk about Oregon. Just real quick, uh, you might not have. I thought Oregon was way better than Washington. I thought they were going to kill him. Everyone did. They were like nine and a half point favorites. And then me and Kevin have been super high in this group chat we have all year in Oregon. Oregon, Oregon, Oregon. JJ has not said a thing. So it's getting to the end of the game. It, the, Washington's got the game. It looks like they're going to win. And J. Trev texts, you know what? I haven't been as high on Oregon as everybody else has. And me and Kevin, and me and Kevin, right? Good listen J-Trev. to this. This is the beauty of this podcast. And me and Kevin are like, what? J. Trev, you've been real quiet with that take. You have, you have not, we haven't heard you say that about Oregon a lot. So guess what? We went back and listened to the podcast and we gave our playoff predictions. J. Trev said that Oregon was going to beat Washington. They'd be in the playoffs. And yeah. J. Trev tried to go, oh, yeah. <laughs> so we canceled J. Trev with that there. That's all I had to say about Oregon. Him coming in, oh, I didn't. I'm not that high on Oregon. You picked them. You picked them, Oregon, J. Trev. Oregon just got, got uh, Washington was a better football yeah. team. Yeah, Penix played great. On yeah. that night, better football. And yeah. Bo Nix is, is much better six, football team. Six, six years, Bo Nix hasn't won a goddamn thing in six years. Yeah, well. Yeah. That's what happens. He's so got we, good stats. What, has he got one more game to give me? Uh, I guess. I Unless know. he's going to give us, like, uh, no, 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 he won't. Liberty. No, yeah, Liberty, no. He'll, he'll have this Good. one. Don't he? okay. On the state, that was going to be my, like, potential walk, and then I switched to Georgia. I mean, they both lost, but I, I feel a bit better about the Georgia one than if I were to pick Oklahoma State because oh. they lost by a trillion. Um, impressive win by Texas on this one, but Oklahoma State is, is not a great football team, and I would just say if you look at Texas's schedule 
Um, you know, besides beating Bama, which was a different Bama team in like week two or three or whenever they played them, um, they don't really have a lot of quality wins. I mean, they lost to, to Oklahoma and the Red River. And then besides that, I mean, they squeaked out wins against teams like Kansas State. But I, I'm not... I, I'm not convinced by Texas. That's all I'll say. I'm not convinced by them, um, but I'm I'm not going to give a playoff preview yet because Jack doesn't want to give me a playoff preview. Uh, doesn't want me to give you a playoff preview. So I'll thanks, hold back. Thanks, on Jack. That. I don't. Need um, it. Next game, um, obviously the big one. You know, Bama beats Georgia. Um, we talked about you know, this. I just got to give Nick Kevin, Saban right. and uh, you know ex Notre Dame guy Tommy Reese uh, just huge credit in terms of. Um, building this team back up. I mean, they are a wagon right now. Uh, they look unstoppable. Um, I think Milrow is going to win the Heisman next year. Um, you oh know, I think God, that, you know, through, through this season and, and if he gets year. another off season to kind of hone his craft, you know, on just like his passing his game. I mean, he's unstoppable once he gets out of the pocket or running in the open field. I mean, he's incredible. So, um, yeah, I won't give a playoff preview there, but I think you know where I'm going. Yeah, um, Michigan, Iowa, I have no comment on this other than the fact that, like, it's embarrassing how bad Iowa is at, like, playing offense. Uh, it, True. Crazy. They, they could have played that game for eight quarters and Iowa wouldn't have scored. Probably Insane. not. Um, and then, you know, FSU beats Louisville. Um, horrible game. Um, you know, just just horrible quarterback play. Um, you know, it, it was just it was just a bad game. And credit to FSU for winning with like their third string QB. Um, but kind of embarrassing on Louisville's part. Like I just I just expected more from that team, um, just in general. Um, but on to you know what the committee decided: Michigan, Washington, Texas, Bama. I mean, that's that's the right four. Those are the four best teams. And if they were to put in FSU. Um, you know, that wouldn't have been right. You know, maybe the real dilemma is like, hey, if Jordan Travis is healthy and they win the ACC, then does Bama still not get in? It's like, I don't know. Like in, in that scenario, I almost think like Bama might have gotten in and, and FSU and then Texas wouldn't have made it in. I, I don't know. But anyway, that that's a hypothetical scenario that, you know, will never happen again. Um, but, you know, I feel bad for FSU. Um, but, you know, it wouldn't have been right for them to make it over Bama. Because, you know, Bama's essentially, you know, the odds-on favorite at, at this point to win it all. So um, I think the committee got it 100% right. And also just quick note on FSU, they had the 55th um, hardest strength of schedule, um, and Bama had the fifth. You know, it, it's just F- FSU is untested. Um, you know, besides beating LSU, you know, I mean, similar to how Texas beat Bama early, like FSU beating Clemson early, you know, different. Like Clemson got better as the season went on. Um, you know, and Jack loves them now, but they were a different team back then. Um, yeah. And so I'll be back for, you know, my playoff and bowl preview whenever your last pod is before the new year. Um, but I just want to know, it, it's kind of sad that these bowl games, um, that are going to be going on is just going to be hampered by the transfer portal. You know, every quarterback in the country that's not in the playoffs seems like they're transferring. It's just crazy. Like I, I, the quality of these games, I don't think are going to be high. Um, and, it, and it's unfortunate. It really is. Um, you know, in between that and the coaching carousel, um, in college, you know, it's just the, the quality of these bowl games are, are not going to be high. I don't think. And that's really unfortunate. So would love to hear your guys' thoughts on that and just the transfer portal in general. Um, but that's it from me, guys, um, and look forward to coming back and hopefully you know, giving some picks um, that actually win next time as we get towards uh, the playoffs. So see you guys. I should have had him do an Army-Navy yeah. pick. Yeah, we should have. It's, it's but, easy. yeah, I'll there's a lot the, the I disagree lock, with Army. what he said. You can go first. Can I go first? Yeah, yeah. First of all, let's go to the uh, bowl games, um, which are completely irrelevant anyway. They're just, they're just six extra weeks of practice for most uh, Power 5 teams. 
Um, it's not just the transfer portal of the bowl games. It's everything. The guys are opting out left and right because they don't want to get hurt. Uh, and it's just a nice little fun trip. Uh, and I do know we get Penn State, Mississippi, Ole Miss in, in that piece. Uh, but that's the transfer portal coaching carousel. It's been going on forever. Uh, not transfer portal, but the coaching carousel has happened forever. And Temple got screwed out of like two bowl games because of that. So I'm, I'm used to that. Uh, there's big changes about to come. We'll talk about this also later if we have some time. We'll probably, probably have dedicate a little show to it. Big changes are about to come to the NCAA and, and football and Division One football as we know it. And it's going to, I think, the landscape of the whole amateur, we'll call it amateur sports, is going to change. But that's my take on the bowl game. We'll get to the FSU situation in a, in a minute. What do you think, bowl game? Chart trip in bowl game. Yeah, the, the, it sucks that, but that's been going on for a while. Like it, it's more. There's more transfers now. I get that, but a, I didn't really care about the bowl games, anyways. And B. Um, yeah, it's just been happening all the time, and, P- and especially with the draft. A lot of people, like like I said, um, Florida State's got a big game against Georgia. If Florida State wins that game, there are AP voters. I, there's an AP voter who said, if Florida State beats Georgia, I will vote them number one in my final in my final rankings, my final AP poll rankings. So if they win that game, they have every right to hang a national championship banner beating Georgia. But the issue with that, like Jared Verse, their best player on defense, Florida State, why would he play this game? Correct. Right. right, he he came back. The thing with him, Jared Verse, he could have went to the draft last year. Him and his coach, they said, "We have unfinished business. I'm coming back. We're getting this. We're going to the playoff." They did nothing wrong. They went undefeated. Jared Verse went undefeated. He doesn't get to go to the playoffs, so he really gets screwed. But yeah, that's that's my thoughts on the bowl. Now, Ke- let's go to the stuff. Kevin said the first thing that I disagreed with. He said is. I agree with this because it's the best four teams. No, it's not. If 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 you want it, because everyone's like Georgia. Alabama made it over Texas made it over Alabama makes it over Florida State because they're the better team. No, Georgia is one of the best four teams. So if you were to do the best four teams, I would have Georgia in over Texas, and I would think about having Ohio State in over Washington. And I think the four best teams in college football, I truly think, are Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama. So him saying it's the four best teams, it's not. It's just not. I disagree on. Ohio State, that okay. quarterback's crap. And, well, he's not there anymore, but he's not crap. We, we went out. over last week. We said he wasn't crap. Now, so, now he's crap? So that's, uh, first, if Alabama played Georgia 10 times, neutral field, I think they beat Georgia six. wins seven no, times. No, no, I no. I say Georgia wins no, seven. Not from what I saw from that game. From what I saw from that game, I think it's the other way around. I think Alabama's better than Georgia. I don't. I, Maybe I, if Georgia's I think you have too much and, faith in Alabama. No. Too much faith in Did Alabama. Did you watch that game? They, I watched they the game. Control, they controlled that whole game. It wasn't like a fluky win or anything. If they played them 10 times, and that, they'd win six, I think. As I think much as better. I hate Michigan. And I hate Michigan. Yeah, They're going to beat Alabama. Okay, yeah. Finally, we disagree. Well, good. You're, about, finally. So I, finally, it, we disagree on what? We disagree just, just well, about everything it, on that. That's the thing. It's like Kevin backed me into being a Clemson fan. Now now Nick Saban, who you said sucked five years ago, or was done five years ago, me. is backing you into being a Michigan, Michigan fan. fan. It's crazy. So uh, back to uh, uh, the, the the logic that everyone uses, all right, to, to, to say the four best teams— well, that's not the logic the NCAA or the the college football playoff people project out. Go and play tough games, all right? Texas goes to Alabama. I don't give a crap whether it was the first game of the season or the last game of the season. They went to Tus- uh, they went to Tuscaloosa, and they beat them. All right, it doesn't matter if you're if if you're going to say the head to head don't count because Alabama's playing better or because a quarterback got hurt. 
It doesn't matter then what you're saying. I just think Alabama's better wins and they looked better in their wins. Like, yeah, they had better Texas wins. Texas has they, been they beat they beat uh, they beat a sub five hundred Auburn team but that's with a, a lucky game. last second shot. No, it doesn't matter. Rivalry games are crap. It's a rivalry game. FSU, at Auburn. FSU, it's a tough FSU, game. FSU beat Florida. They beat Miami and they beat Clemson. Three rivalry games. Yeah. So my thing is, I think Florida State, and I know nobody's nobody has this take besides me right now, and they couldn't do. I think Florida State should be in over Texas. I know everyone be like, oh, Texas beat Alabama. How is Alabama over them? Alabama's better wins than Texas. They've been more convincing in their wins. Texas, like Kevin said earlier in his call, they've been sneaking some wins, and they've they've had like two overtime wins. They lost to Oklahoma. I think Texas need to go undefeated to make the playoff, and I think I think the only reason they did it is because like if Georgia beat Alabama, Florida State would have made it over Texas. So they what? If, okay, how do you about, agree? You uh, know yeah, that, right? If Georgia would have made it over Texas, if Georgia beat Alabama and Georgia was in. Texas wouldn't have made it over FSU. No, agree. The only reason they agreed. made it is because they couldn't. They beat they, Alabama. They, that's I agree with you on hundred. That's absolutely right. That's but the problem I still think it. they shouldn't have made it. Texas. I think Florida State should have made it over Texas. That's my take. I think Florida State should have made it over Alabama. No, you can't leave out. Yes. The, you can't leave out the SEC champion. Why not? You know why? Because it's the best conference. And, and 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 they beat Georgia, who who has lost. Now Georgia has lost two games in the past three years to Alabama. To Alabama both times. You can't leave out Alabama. But I'm, I'm, I'll come back to this. It all comes down to one thing, one thing, and it's it. It's the cash. I guess, but it's all cash. SEC controls the world, and the Big Ten. I'm gonna. My point will be how if you screwed themselves. Big Ten, ACC, Big, and the Big Twelve all got together a couple years ago and said, "They're the SEC is trying to take over this crap with this twelve. They're gonna get four teams, and let's push it out." They should have had twelve this year, but because of the little consortium they put together, they go to they go to twelve next year. So a lot of there's blame everywhere, and college football is such a, it's 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 just it's run so horribly for the last eighty years anyway. National champion could who you voted used to be the national champion. Hell, you know, it didn't even have a playoff. At least we have a playoff now. But I don't I, I don't know how you can tell Florida State, oh they didn't play a great schedule. They, they played the ACC, a Power Five schedule, right? Yeah. They played the ACC. They played an SEC team that they beat. Yep. They played their championship game, which they won. Yep. All right. And they did not lose to anybody who they played. No. Okay. Texas played Alabama on the road and played that Big 12 schedule. It's a Power 5 schedule. They lost to one team, which is Oklahoma. They ended up in top 15 team. They lost one game. All right. But the game they lost was not to a team they beat. Alabama lost to a team that beat them, which is Texas. So, again, it's it's. It's 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 so screwed up that I would have predicted a, a once Alabama won that game I could have told you FSU was out I knew they were done they were ne- the the committee didn't have the balls to say screw Alabama let's just go with the teams that that deserve it based on our criteria so again it's it's a but tournament Alabama that, it's a tournament it. that it, 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 okay so then who doesn't deserve this Washington don't go I told you I said why Texas. is Washington more, I said more Texas valuable? I know but why is Washington more valuable than Florida State. Because they have better wins, they have more. They have wins. Better wins against teams that they, end up sucking at well, the end of the year. That's actually a good point because, like, they would say, "Oh, they beat Oregon twice." Here's my point. I know Kevin says the teams changed, but this still was like at Clemson that they won that game. They should have. Florida State should have lost that game at Clemson. Correct. They should have lost that game. But I would argue, like, I'm so high on them right now, Clemson. I would argue Clemson would beat any Pac Pac-12 team. Besides, they even Washington they could maybe beat, but I think I think Clemson would beat Oregon. 
Now Possibly Clemson's good. playing. We got Kentucky. That that's who our ball game is. They're gonna. They're, they're already game. seven and now a half. You're a Clemson yeah, guy. they're already seven. We're, yeah, I'll say not they. Where we're already seven and a half point favorites over to Kentucky. Like, come on, we're gonna kill them. I wish we got like. I don't know how the how the balls in the ACC and the Pac-12. It's just but a, I would have loved to play like Oregon. They should have had them come up here to Boston and play SMU. That would have been a good deal. Yeah. SMU's, SMU's pretty, pretty good team, football. Yeah. SMU's but probably the, comparable the, to Kentucky. SMU, S, just one more thing. SMU screwed the American Conference all the way through, beating Tulane, who would have gone to New Year's, New Year's Six Bowl. More money comes in SMU leaving to go to the ACC where they're going to suck for 55,000 years. So good luck. Well, it's like Tex- Texas. They're going to the SEC. They're going to start getting – they're either going to – I don't yeah, know. but they, sink or swim there. You never know what they'll do. Right, and no, then again, and the playoffs it, expand. If it were a four-team playoff, they'd uh, never make the playoffs again. Remember one thing: they, what does Texas have? Money, money. Yeah, I know. Money. I don't care. Money. Who are the two most valuable? Yeah, three most. Louisiana valuable. State oh, yeah. has money. Who are the three most valuable programs in college football? I, Notre Dame, no, Alabama. Notre Dame is not anymore. A Notre Dame, Alabama, and Alabama. probably Georgia because they're in the SEC. Alabama, Maybe Michigan, Texas, Ohio State make the most money. Is that is that so, a fact? Yes. I made it up. It's close to a fact. I've heard it yeah, once. Yeah, you made that up. Of okay. course I made it up. Yeah, it's no, close. We're going we're gonna to look that up. <laughs> Jack's going to test me out on that one. Who, who, what, 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 like athletic program, what athletic programs make the most money? No, most profitable college football program. Yeah, that's uh, Not athletic. That's actually good. Jack's on the phone right now looking it up. Okay, and then one more thing about what Kevin said. People have been bringing up this strength of schedule stat, Florida State 55. I looked. Every single website I looked at had, had a different yes. strike. So the one that I got, it was Bamboo had the second. And strength of schedule: Bama two, Michigan four, Texas five, Washington eight, FSU sixteen. That's pretty good strength of schedule because you mm-hmm. got to play your conference. But right? that's the thing with FSU: you tell them like, what was the point of you guys playing LSU? Well, right. What was the point of you winning that game? What was Wouldn't the point? Matter. They could have been now, else. but there was a point of Texas Texas Alabama. beating Alabama because it because of the way it worked out. But if LSU say we ended up with the situation, LSU was Alabama. LSU won the SEC. Then FSU's in because it's like, oh, they beat LSU. Right. And Texas would have got left out. Right. They're the, Alabama. The, the only scenario. You're right. The only scenario where FSU got left out was Alabama winning. Do we have revenue? Yeah. Ohio State and Texas lead the way. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was right. I had Ohio State. Texas. Hey, Penn State ninth. Where's Ole Miss? Who's number three? Oh, we got to talk about that. Ole Miss is playing. Well, I know, uh, Penn I know. State. But who's number three? Uh, well, Florida eight, Texas a seven, LSU six, five, Georgia four, Michigan three, Alabama. I just said, <laughs> and I didn't even make it up. I get credit for that. JB gets one point there. All right, you're right. You did make it up, though. I didn't make it up. I heard it. I remember reading somewhere, Ohio State makes so much money. Texas makes so much money. These these programs are printing cash. And, and, and we're going to get to Charlie Baker after we do Ole Miss. I don't care about Charlie. No, I, I think we're we going to talk that, about that. That's too recent. I don't know okay. about it. If you want to say some, say some. But we just it's going to change football. We, as we, we, know. we got enough on on on. You 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 agree? No, you would have had FSU over Bama. I would have had FSU over Texas. And, and I can Kevin tell you right now, if you go back to the podcast, I had is my final four: Georgia, Oregon, FSU, and Ohio State. So I went over four. Yeah, I, I went over four. I had Georgia. Yeah. I had the same thing. Same as me, yeah, right? Same thing. Yeah, yeah, we, 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 four, we, yeah. did, we did really good on that prediction. But um, where, where, did, where did we come up with the Mississippi? Was that Kevin saying Mississippi? Yeah, they, but, Kevin o- somehow. Ole Miss. Ole Miss, is, Ole the, Miss is, the, is the Penn State of the SEC, yeah. right? He's a You know, Kevin, I hope you're listening. That's a bunch of garbage. Yeah, well, we. we, <laughs> we um, 
We're getting the matchup. Yeah, they're pl- that that fact that that's a ball game. That's going to be a heated ball game. So I do get an extra lock, and I'm locking in right now. Army. Because Kevin didn't give us a lock. No, I'm not. It's down the road. I'm locking this pick because I got permission from Kevin last night. Because this line's going to move, and you know what? You can lock against me right now. Right now, Alabama's a point and a half underdog against Michigan. I think by kickoff they'll probably be like three point favorites. So I'm locking in right now. Alabama plus one and a half. And I guarantee you they're going to be favorites by kickoff. So, so that's Alabama's, one of my losses. Alabama's going to win outright. Basically, yeah. But I get a point okay. and a half. So if they, if they lose by a point. Uh, my lock is Army will destroy Navy down in Foxborough this weekend. They right. won't ever destroy them because they don't have the destroyers. Navy's got destroyers. But the cavalry will come in and yeah, okay. Army will win. That was a real good uh, Go Navy Army puns. beat Navy. I know. Those are let, me, let me find the line here. The, the line today. The line. I think it was. I, th- I thought I it was, was like four two and points. a half. I would get. Army should be favored oh. by four and a half. Although UMass beat Army. Army two and a half. You know what's funny about that? This is the greatest thing ever, Chris, if you're listening. Didn't UMass beat Army? Yeah, and then and, and the next week and, Army beat Air Force. And, and the funniest <laughs> thing about that is Temple beat Navy. So the two crappiest teams in Division One, Temple and UMass, beat Army and Navy. And now they're playing each other. Hmm. So a uh, shout-out to Jay Trev. I got his University of New Hampshire shirt on. Shout-out wow. to Jay Trev. Because uh, he's been producing We're, for us. But. Let's let's get to J. Trev soon. We gotta let's let's go over the NFL. So, <laughs> the first game I have on here. What was the Thursday night game? I don't recall. Was Seattle and Dallas wasn't on Thursday night, was it? Yes, it was. Okay, it was then. It okay, was. yeah. How about that, Dak Prescott, uh, forty-one to thirty-five Cowboys. Dak Prescott in that building is playing like. Uh, there's not even a like. I can't say he's playing like Mahomes or Brady, or he's playing better than anything I've ever seen. And. I just read today that Brock Purdy for MVP. How can Dak yeah, Prescott no. be not over Brock Purdy? But the thing with Brock, how can Dak Prescott be not over him? The Brock Purdy MVP thing is: Do you remember what happened to Brock Purdy when like his weapons weren't playing those I three agree games? With you. Were, how are you the MVP when the, your actual valuable players aren't playing and you, you stink and you don't pick it up? Why is McCaffrey or Trent, Trent Williams the line the, the left tackle? Why are they not the MVPs of that team? They're the more important players, quite I, obviously. I, I, I think McCaffrey's most important player in that field for them. And yeah, I, I, or, no, probably it's probably Trent Williams, honestly. Maybe, maybe. he's like the best tackle. Probably football. their coach. Yeah, he, uh, he, yeah, he really was. He so dominated I, I, the Eagles. I'm, I'm going to jump on the Dak Prescott uh, bandwagon until this week it's when they lose. Solid, if yeah. they lose, oh yeah, big game this week. Big game against the Eagles. Yeah, I was trying to write a little creed for the Dak Prescott fan club, but I was struggling. A little poem. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, Colts beat the Texans. Colts very much alive in the wild card race. J. Trev's pumped. Um, I don't have much to say about that. Good for them. I mean, Gardner Minshew. That was a, They squeaked that out late, I think, right? Yeah, they, yeah. they won by three. Um, yeah. yeah, that was a good win. Uh, I saw the end of that game because every game. Yo, know, that game took forever. Because the Patriots yeah. sucked so bad. Patriots sucked so bad. We saw like three, two extra overtime games. That one in the Washington game, whatever that was. Okay, go. Detroit uh, blew out. Who they? I, this got cut off. They blew somebody out. Detroit did. Um, Detroit, they're up and down, hot and cold. I don't think they can beat. They maybe. You know what? They probably have a chance at winning a playoff game. They could win a playoff. Probably game. do. Maybe one. They probably do. Yeah, because they're going to get a high, they got a home game, so they probably do. The Dolphins, who I called sneaky, um, sneaky underrated last week because, like, everyone was sick of them because they can't beat a good team. I know they just, Washington's not a good team, but 45 to 15, they've had some blowout wins this year, like total blowouts. Yeah. Yeah. And again, and it goes to that team. They got a great offense. Um, again, it's going to come to matchups. They get a game at home in the wintertime where it's warmer. It's it's a it's it's a crapshoot, but back to the Dan Marino days for Tua. Houston beat Denver, uh, keeps them alive in the in the wild card race. If you go to the AFC South, Jacksonville's eight and four, Indianapolis is seventy five, Houston seven and five. So I think 
Houston, I have a little bit. I think I have a little bit more faith in them than the Colts, just because of the quarterback, I guess. Yeah, I think that's true. But 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 let's go. We'll all oh, we gonna do the Jacksonville game. Jacksonville's a big game to talk about from last night. But yeah, those that whole division is you know, Houston beat, snuck by. See, did a good job. Yeah, they won that game on the road. I think right. Woo. Houston. Um, no, they were at home. Yeah, no, they were at home. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay beat Carolina by three. We Nobody cares. We could have used the Carolina win here in New England. Um, Nobody cares. The Chargers, not the Chargers, the Rams killed the Browns. The Browns season's over. I mean, the quarterback's yeah. gone. Who cares? And did Flacco play? Back. Yes, he did. How was he? I don't know. Probably not that good. <laughs> I'll tell you something. That Rams team is something where if they get healthy, um, he's a quarterback who's won, Stafford. I would. What The greatest thing could happen would be Rams versus Lions. In the first round of the playoffs, Stafford versus Goff would be awesome. That's what I want to see. That would be an interesting matchup, but it really is a matter because both teams won that trade already. So right. like, the Rams can't. We talked about this in a different podcast. Um, San Francisco, the big game of the week. San Francisco just killed the Eagles. Just they scored. They might have scored five or six straight touchdowns on, on drives. They, yeah, they were they were phenomenal. I, I've been telling Pop, your my father, your Papa, that the Eagles are a fraud team. Because they've been winning we'll close see. games. We'll see we'll what see. happens. Next week's big for them. Yeah. And, you know, if you think about it, if Dallas beats the Eagles next week, the Eagles are, like, now down to, like, the fourth seed of the team, fifth seed of the well, team. Well, no, they'd still have three losses. They'd all have three losses, yeah, but, I think. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I think Dallas is favoring that game. That is in Dallas. That, that's the game where it's, like, Dak Prescott, if you're going to win the Super Bowl, if you're going to win the MVP, you got to do it in that game. I wonder if that is that flexed. Is that a Sunday night game? I don't know. The Pats got flexed. That up. The, the Patrick Mahomes got flexed out of primetime because the Patriots are so bad. Do you see that? Yeah, I saw the, that. Well, the Thursday night game this next week is the primetime Thursday night game is uh, what is it? Patriots versus um, Steelers. Steelers. It's Steelers like actually awful. pretty. Steelers actually still in the playoff hunt. Yeah, but like, come on, it's one of the more boring offenses in the NFL. They're like the Patriots with a little bit more competence. Honestly, there's not much difference in the Patriots and the Steelers besides the fact that the Steelers have found ways to win games. The Patriots. Haven't. Sunday night. Patriots offense is a lot worse. Sunday but. night is uh, Philly Dallas. Yeah, I would I would imagine that. Yeah. All right. Um, now, uh, Jay Trust talked about the, the games they didn't cover. He he's got them all covered here. So let, let's go with his. I got a lot to read here. Oh, you got to read we it. Got, we got do a bunch. Want to, you got to, do you want me to read one. Uh, maybe. Well, I'll start. So the, the this starts with the team of the week. So don't look now, but the Green Bay Packers are currently slated in the NFC's final wild card spot with five weeks remaining. Compared to the discussion around this football team a little more than three weeks ago heading into their game with the Chargers, there's been a remarkable turnaround. The game marked the beginning of the Packers' three-game winning streak, which is which was capped by their win on Sunday night against the Chiefs at Lambeau. How has this team gone from being 2-5 and five with slim playoff chances and a quarterback who looked like a deer in headlights in most games to a 6-6 six and six club with legitimate playoff aspirations and a quarterback who looks like he may be the next franchise guy? Well, that quarterback is largely responsible for this turnaround. The progression Jordan Love has shown from week one to now is night and day and is a huge testament to his work ethic and natural abilities that made him worthy of a first-round pick three years ago. The game has slowed down a ton for Love. He looks much more comfortable maneuvering the pocket and making pre-snap reads at the line of scrimmage. He isn't taking as many sacks and has been doing an excellent job of protecting the football and limiting the big mistakes. Turnovers and drive-killing sacks were a huge problem for the offense during the first part of the season, and it resulted in Matt LaFleur being constantly asked who those issues fell on and why they were occurring. Credit to LaFleur for showing great confidence in his young quarterback and working side-by-side to improve on these issues. He deserves a ton of credit for the turnaround as well. <laughs> Between using more play action, putting a greater emphasis on the run game, and using a sixth man as an extra protector in a lot of plays, he has made things a lot easier on Love. 
These efforts, combined with some of the young weapons like Christian Watson and Jaden Reed really emerging, has made the offense fun to watch. Many Packers fans would pack defensive coordinator Joe Barry's bags tomorrow and send him out of town. But the reality is that side of the ball is playing well during this resurgence while limiting big plays and creating lots of pressure up front. In a messy NFC wildcard race, the Packers should be here to stay. Jordan Love, man, he outplayed Mahomes for sure. And yeah, that Sunday night and game. got to give him a lot of credit. Uh, the coach, a lot of credit there. He, he, there was a lot of fire on him when they started bad. A lot. Jordan Love, the Jordan Love hate or the, whatever the hate for Jordan Love was immense. And I give the game credit. I'll tell you something about Kansas Tough City. Situation. I know you love Kansas City, and all, but I'm starting to question whether they can win. Well, the, the, on, the issue right now with Kansas City is their quarterback is not playing well. That's it. Honestly, I, like it's not even the drops anymore. It's not any, the quarterback is not playing well. They had a chance to go down drive. They had uh, in the fourth quarter, I think twice actually, but yes. the first one they had a chance to go down the field and drive. He threw in the worst interceptions I've ever seen. Well, there was throw. also a bad inter- non-interference call. I think, yeah, I think but that was late, at, late yeah, that it game. was a terrible non-interference call. He got a he got bailed out on a roughing the passer call where he was still in bounds and the dude lit him up. Um, but no, right now. The Mahomes is not playing well enough to win a Super Bowl. Simple as that. Simple uh, as to, that. Just to close on that, he lost his offensive coordinator to Washington, didn't he? Right? The yeah, but does yeah. That, does that impact it? No, because Andy Reid's still there, and Andy Reid's designed yeah. a lot of those plays as well, and he's worked with Nagy before. So I, I don't, I don't really think so. But yeah, Jordan Love. If they go from Favre to Rogers, and then this Love guy's good, like what's going on there? How are they doing this? Not well, even missing it. It's not even the irony in between. Is, the, the irony is that it's probably it's the exact same it's, thing. It's different GMs too, but it's coaching. That's all coaching. No, it's not. It's not just coaching. You have to actually. The guy has oh, to have talent. Good, but it's you good. could have, like you said, you could be Bill Belichick, great coach. If Mac Jones doesn't have talent, you're not going to make him a good quarterback. True. So True. they they have somehow identified. It's like the exact same situation as Rodgers too. Didn't Rodgers sit on the bench for two three years? Love sat on the bench yes. for three years and came in. Yes. I don't know if if he keeps this up, like. So that Imagine being a Bears fan. You've been looking for a quarterback for 40 years, and they get three, I'm not going to say Hall of Famers, but they right. get two Hall of Famers in a row, and this next kid's a rookie looks great. Right. And we'll see. We'll see down the stretch again. That game is at night at Lambeau. Casey uh, didn't play great. Uh, Green Bay's on a roll. We'll see what happens in the next couple weeks. They're, they're, the, uh, they're just out of the wild card spot. The thing, the, the, like, the thing that, that the compliment I will give him is, like, if you're – you done coughing? Keep going. No, we're going to wait. Oh, go. Cough. Go. Cough. Oh, I got a sneeze. That was a sneeze. Sneeze. I mean, let's hear it. Okay. No. If we, if you're a Taylor Swift fan and you're like just watching football and whatever, because it was the Taylor Swift versus Simone Biles game. Simone Biles' boyfriend on um on the Packers. Taylor Swift's boyfriend. <laughs> That's on right. The, they both at the game. But this is the greatest compliment I can pay to Jordan Love. If you know nothing about football and you were watching that game, but you've heard of Patrick Mahomes and like the the, the mystique right, of Patrick right. Mahomes, right. I would. And you knew nothing about football. You'd come out of that game thinking Jordan Love was Patrick Mahomes. He, could, he, he did. He played the Patrick Mahomes role better than Patrick Mahomes did. He looked That's like true. Patrick Mahomes in that game, and Mahomes looked like the rookie quarterback. He really, honestly, he did. Mahomes looked awful, awful. And so, so you got to say, who, who's the greater? Who's the greater girlfriend, Simone Biles or Taylor Swift? Well, they both. Uh, are you a man are, out there? We they both. Talk. They both are like the greatest in their respective uh, That's true. things that they do. So. When Amanda comes in, we're going to ask her that question. Simone Biles, Taylor Swift. Yeah, okay. she she loves that cheerleading. I, Simone Biles, ta- she should not be at the Olympics in twenty twenty four. I know she went through stuff in okay, twenty twenty and that, but you know Let's what? Go back to she football. can't go back in twenty twenty four. Leave it for somebody. Let's go back else. to football. No, I had to make that take. I had, to, I had to. She deserves to do whatever. She's she like wants the greatest gymnast of all time. But anything no, she not. wants to do, she shouldn't do. No, well, okay. she she didn't she didn't compete in twenty twenty because she had the free. 
freak show in yeah. ahead. What if it happens again? Then it happens again. Then they don't win. You got to win. Oh. Not bullshit. All right. Well, the worst team of the week, maybe, just maybe, when teams try to frame certain individuals as scapegoats for their failures, there is actually a problem with the operation on a larger level. Talking to you, Jets and Steelers, let's start with the Jets. I'm not going to sit here and say Zach Wilson is a legitimate start in this league. My vision does get made fun of from time to time, but I do have eyeballs. It has been a struggle for the man since he entered the league. What I am suggesting is he has received little to no help from the organization that drafted him. The Jets drafted him in 2021 and paired him with a first-time head coach that is a defensive guy. I like Salah, and I think he will get another crack at being the head man if things continue to go south with the Jets, but there should have been more consideration of bringing one one of the top up-and-coming offensive minds to lead the team. The offensive line has been one of the worst units in the league the past three seasons, even though the front office has tried to address it through the draft and free agency. The skilled talent has also been below average, and sure, Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall are dudes, but who else do they have right now? Nathaniel Hackett flamed out as a head coach, but he seemed like a quality hire as a coordinator. It has been a train wreck so far. There's no creativity, no sign of big-picture adjustments week to week, and no attempts to be aggressive and push the ball. The recent change to Tim Boyle at quarterback has predictably been horrible, with the most recent evidence being Sunday's eight-point output against the Falcons without a touchdown that included a safety. Shifting gears to the Steelers, I am definitely not going to stick up for offensive coordinator Matt Canada. I thought you should have been fired last year, but the process of firing him a few weeks ago was... But the thought process of firing him a few weeks ago was that the offense would turn a necessary corner in their pursuit of the playoffs. The Steelers had three points at half against the Arizona Cardinals this week and remained at that total until a garbage-time touchdown. Mike Tomlin is one of the best head coaches out there and is a model of consistency, but when was the last time he's won a playoff game? 2017 in the divisional round is the answer. He is a longtime defensive guru, and the Steelers' defense is always one of the top units, but he has failed to evolve on offense with ideas of appropriate hires like much of the league has. The offense hasn't been a unit other coaches study and take concepts from since the days of Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bill. The front office drafted Kenny Pickett, who has been underwhelming so far. They put him behind a subpar offensive line and with a coordinator who never played to Pickett's strengths. Chase Claypool last year and Deontay Johnson this year have been examples of talented receivers who have serious effort and character red flags. George Pickens, while the ability is eye-popping, isn't exactly a model of consistent effort and coachability either. Matt Canada was the one designing and calling the plays, but there is much more going on. Boy, I can tell Jay Trev loves the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Jay Trev, he's he nice. He, he's nice in this stuff. Off like off like his like when he's not being like a journalist, he hates Mike Tomlin. He does. He hates him. He hates Mike Tomlin. He's always hated Mike Tomlin. And I don't think he really likes Robert Salah like he said he does. But he the reason he does not like Mike Tomlin, he never like Mike Tomlin. Never. Well, yeah, they're both teams. Again, I I, I think the Jets. Um... I like that analysis of the Jets that they brought in a defensive guy and they drafted a guy third. To, was he was Wilson second? Second, right? Well, he's better than the third pick. Yeah, so they drafted him. And San Francisco got bailed out because the they got yeah, the kid, right. Mr. They Irrelevant. Did. But I think that's good. That's good. Um, I can't believe the Patriots aren't like the worst team in the league all the time. But that's well, okay. you can't. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta spread the ball. Okay, so we had the best team. Uh, the team of the week, Green Bay. The team of the non-team of the week being the uh, Jets and the Steelers. Well, Steelers are in the playoff hunt, though. I'm looking right here at the NFC, AFC playoff hunt, and uh, Pittsburgh is in. It's the fifth seed. Pittsburgh is the fifth seed in the playoffs. Unbelievable. Well, yeah, because they're 75, but uh, what? They're going to. They're probably. They're 75. The Browns are 75. Colts are 75. Tech, Houston 7 and 5 is all tiebreaker. You, you, they're going to lose to the Still Patriots. Still four, four games left. Right? <laughs> yeah, they probably They'll probably end up losing. Like, yeah. Something freak will happen. It'll be 3 nothing. another great game. So now we go to the. 
players. Player of the, of the week. week. Oh, we're going to do a controversial sponsor this week, sponsored by the Kowloon. Oh, a lot, lot of stuff that happened at the Kowloon lately. Kowloon, Stabbings, all the fight, riots, all, all fights. The fights happened at the Unbelievable. Kowloon. The Kowloon. Know, and a shout-out to Tommy. Tommy Lee's to love the Kowloon. Oh, yeah. No, that's why I did it for Jay Trev. He's a big Kowloon guy. A lot of people are big Kowloon people. It's like like this holy place in this uh, city. Jake Browning balled out on Monday Night Football, leading the Bengals to a much-needed victory over the Jaguars that keeps them alive in the wild-card race. Browning was 10 for 12 on third down and 32 for 37 altogether, consistently making the big throw that was needed to sustain drives. Zach Taylor had a masterful game plan that allowed Browning to attack areas of the field he is clearly comfortable throwing to. Browning got it done with his legs rushing for a score and also picking up a key conversion on a scramble. Most impressively, zero turnovers. With the game on the line in overtime, he led the game-winning drive as well. Shout-out to Will Anderson of the Texans as well. The Broncos could not block him all game long, and watching that game closely, it felt like he was in Russell Wilson's face every snap. He's playing like Jared Verse. He lined up on both sides of the formation and dominated both of the Broncos' tackles on his way to two sacks and countless pressures. So the question on that Browning issue, if my boy um, McManus doesn't miss a field goal. Did he? For Jay, he, he, I couldn't he, care he, less about that he game. He pushed a 50 yard right, and then uh, the other kid, McFarlane, whatever his name is, kicked the field goal to tie it up. McPherson? McPherson, is that his name? Yeah, McFarlane. I think it's McPherson. McFarlane. Seth McFarlane. Yeah, that's So, again, that it, he, that guy had a great game, no doubt about it. But if, if Trevor Lawrence don't get hurt, they lose. And what is a great game if you lose? What's Booger's last name? McFarland. It is McFarland. It is Booger. Yeah. Okay, Booger. Booger yeah. So we've got... Uh, but uh, one thing about the Browning thing is, he's not, he's a backup quarterback, but he's 32 for 37. It's like, what, he's throwing to some really, he has some good talent. Uh, yes, like, if yes, he if yes, he played for the right. Patriots yesterday, he would not, he would have, not have gone 32 Correct. for 37. Like, he's throwing a... Correct. I, that's a very good point. Maybe Bailey Zappi is the worst player of the week this week. Let's yeah, so we're, <laughs> we're not... Bailey Zappi doesn't get it, but uh, oh, the Patriots' yeah. offensive line as a whole has been an underrated part of their failure on offense. The ineptitude of the quarterback and the shortcomings of the receivers are popular talking points, and rightfully so. But the guys up front have done nothing to make things better. It has, been, it has put the Patriots in a position to seriously consider taking a tackle with a top-five pick. Cole Strange has been a disappointment at guard as a first-round pick. They can't figure out where to play Mike Oano, who they are doing their best to ruin— he has put out plenty of good film out there in prior seasons and should do his best to get out of town. Meanwhile, Trent Brown has trouble deciding whether or not he wants to play most weeks. The entire line has failed to establish an identity the last two seasons since Coach Skarnacki retired. The Titans special teams deserve a shout-out, too. They allowed back-to-back punts to be blocked by the Colts on Sunday, leading to the coordinators firing the very next day. The second one was so bad that the Colts' Tony Brown got there so fast he practically had to wait yeah. for the punter to begin kick his kicking motion. These two plays, along with a missed extra point, were huge swings in determining the outcome of this game. So the Patriots' offensive line That's and it. the and the um, special teams, Titans, special teams, special teams, but more specifically, like their kick blocking. <laughs> yeah, well, the, uh, that was funny because the punter got their hurt. Blocking. The punter is the holder. He got hurt. Nick Folk had an extra point that he missed because they put Tannehill in to be the holder, and he hadn't done it for a while. So that game was really that. That was a that was an interesting football game as well. So. Yeah, the off. I have the Patriots. On yeah, my we list. skipped. We hadn't. We haven't talked about the Patriots yet. Well, so and we I don't know how much game. there is to talk about it. He, Belichick must be know he's going somewhere next year because well, this is you can't throw Bailey's app. I mean, it's, what else are you gonna do? Well, yeah, throw Mac Jones out there at the, least. The, the craziest thing I heard is after the game of the post game, people were Bailey's. People were praising. They hate Mac Jones so much. They were praising Bailey's app. going. He put him in a position to win. 
They scored zero points. Yeah, the defense yeah. put them in a position to win. Defense has been great. So, I think that's the thing. If you, that's the thing. I think people are going to realize when Belichick leaves here that Belichick has always been a defensive guy. He got he got fortunate to get Tom Brady for those twenty years, and it could it could mask some of his offensive deficiencies. But this team he puts out there defensively has kept them in the last three games. Yeah. They, what they've scored ten without their two games? best defensive players yes, too. Yes. So next yes. year, I think like I said, if the yes. Patriots can get a good player in the draft and get some sort of quarterback that can at least throw the ball and improve some skill on offense. They can win seven, eight, nine games next year easily. The Michigan kid, who's the Michigan kid who shot his mouth off? Said we were ass. Um, uh, Peppers. Peppers. Yeah. No. Peppers have played great for him. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I have to the say, the defense that. has to be depressed. Like, how do you go yes, out and play? Yes. Yes. So, I agree with that. So. They they ten or ten or less points they've allowed in three straight losses that hasn't happened since before the war the war being World War Two yeah probably so you're getting into World like crazy stat territory yeah. it was like stuff that happened in like the 30s another thing they had they they were they were down six to nothing in the fourth quarter and they had like a fourth down where it would have been like a like a I don't know how long but like a fifty something yard it was going to be goal. long you're right it was a right. fifty something yard field goal and they went for it because they have absolutely no faith in that kicker I saw something he missed like five straight kicks and warm ups at one point. Yeah. So, like, absolutely zero faith in him. So, yeah. Yeah, we got a visitor outside there. He's uh, been a, he's been around WCTV for a long time. Don right? Laird. Yeah. He, he's, he has a retired. He retired from here, what, about a year, year and a half ago. Yeah. yeah he, he used to work at the old, old yeah, building. Yeah, he did. The, he did. He, he, uh, Don Laird. And he was, uh, my cam- he was on camera when I did old sports for him and sort of thing. So, yeah. I um, also have Zappy Praise Gross. Uh, the, the praise that he was getting yeah, after the game for, like, that. not turning the ball over was... Uh, like uh, offensive, right? Uh, uh, then I have his bill back next year? Question mark. I think I think on that Zappy praise is ridiculous. You don't score, you don't score. <laughs> yeah. um, turn I over, think though. that that I could do that. As, I could I think that as over. as much as That's the cool. offense has left Bill behind, and it always has. If you think if you look back on they their last Super Bowl win was thirteen to three. Yeah, but they, they beat the they Rams went, but, thirteen to three. But they went toe to toe at Arrowhead with the Chiefs on offense. That's the, true, the and they won before. in overtime. That's true. They went toe to toe with one of the greatest offensive teams. That's ever. true. That, that Chiefs offense. That's true. So, that Chiefs offense. Was, uh, that's ooh. true. But again, uh, with Bill, I will say this: be careful what you wish for, because Agreed. you know you're, 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 you 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 might tend to screw yourself. The thing um, is, but it, maybe if you tell him, I think he's gone. I think, I think he has he's. To be I think back. he's got a team out he's there. Back. He's got a. Team out there, he's, there's a team with a quarterback that wants him. They can build a defense around with some pretty good draft picks. You know, and, you know, why wouldn't he go to Chicago if he can be guaranteed to get the quarter at Williams? I had Chargers and Commanders. So the Chargers have a quarterback that's at least decent. The Commanders, for him, they have the coordinator there, Biennemi, who can just would be a perfect fit for to, to work with Bill, I guess. So I, I and like, they, I and like the, the Chargers. The ownership group of the Commanders, I think, is going to make a play at Bill because they uh, need uh, yeah. a spark. And I think that I like that Chargers idea, except for the except for your um, the the, ma- the uh, owner. Who's like, the owner? I forget. <laughs> Who's the owner? Some, some old. Yeah, well, that's the same party white guy, just like Kraft. Yeah, every single other every uh, single other owner in the owner. NFL. Yeah, just like that. But that's what I think. Of. I think that you'll be careful what you wish for. Uh, because the um, well, the the biggest be careful what you wish for, and this guy's the most hated dude in the NFL right now. But how good of an offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels was? He took Mac Mac Jones to the playoffs. 
They yeah, went to the playoffs yeah. with Mac Jones. He was a pro bowler, Mac Jones. That's true. That's how good of a coordinator he was. And Everett McDaniel, Everett hates him, blah, blah, blah. Everyone, the yep. only place he works in the NFL is as Bill Belichick's offensive coordinator. It's Dean Spanos is the uh, owner, born on May 26, 1950, chairman and owner of the National Football League's Los Angeles Chargers franchise. He's a sp- son of Alex Spanos. How'd they make, their, how'd they make their money? Um, uh, Probably in um, real estate, if I had to guess. Just a quick guess. Out in L.A.? Out in LA, yeah. Probably built like a shopping American billionaire, like Alex Gus Spanos, American billionaire real estate developer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. Always guess real estate when it comes to those California guys with the money. Always guess real estate. So, all right, that's the Patriots. That's the NFL. We're, we're wrapping up as we as we come up to our hourly segment. Uh, we talked about um, the in-season tournament. College basketball, just want to give a shout-out to the Arizona Wildcats who uh, finally ascended to the number one Oh, they are one? Yeah, and uh, well, Iowa got beat, right? All those teams Iowa's are losing. good. And the other thing about Iowa it, men are good? No. Shout out Kevin, the, Kevin, shout out, what do you mean? No, you Kevin just thinks that Iowa got beat. What are you talking about? You mean Purdue? Do you mean Oh, Purdue. I'm sorry, Purdue. I was about to say, so Iowa, Iowa women. I, Iowa women's are Iowa, yeah. I got Purdue. Uh, Iowa and Purdue are close. close. I saw like celebrities it's are going to Iowa state. women. Like Jason Sudeikis at the yeah. Iowa women's game. Yeah. It's like... She's she's a she's a she's a person. Must see TV, yeah. And then and college basketball, I think Angel um, Reese is back too. College basketball, Connecticut dropped to seventeenth. They haven't been there for like thirty years. Connecticut women, yes. The men are better than the women right now. They are. Till he chokes and something happens. And then the Big Five, the big the big oh, five. Yeah, so Villanova, Villanova is yes, the sixth best team in the Big Five. I forgot <laughs> we forgot. So uh, for those of the listeners who might not know, I went to Temple. If you didn't know that, and. Um, Temple's part of the Philadelphia Big Five. Temple, Villanova, St. Joe, LaSalle, Penn. Uh, they did a Big Five tournament where they added Drexel, which is city school. My brother went to school there. Uh, and all the schools played in a little pod. Temple was with LaSalle and Drexel. Uh, Temple won both games, so they were number one seed. St. Joe's won both their games. Uh, they were number one seed. Villanova lost. Villanova lost mm-hmm. to Penn and Drexel, Drexel <laughs> in, the, in the Big Five. And they ended up in the sixth place game. They got sixth place. So God bless them. And they play UCLA this week. They'll probably blow them out. Um, but that's a that's an example where Jay Wright was 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 a dominant force. But Big Five is always huge. When I was there, okay, first it, first Big Five game I went to real quick. Saw a couple games. Saw a couple great games at the Palestra. Um, saw Granger Hall, great center for Temple. Break is like uh, in a December game with hardly anybody in the stands. I uh, got to see Mark Aguirre play with DePaul right on press row. I got press row tickets. Uh, just and and that was Ray Meyer. Just I've seen some great games and. It's a, it's a great little thing. Hopefully they'll continue it after they got one more year of the first Union Center down in Philly is running it. But it's a very unique situation for college basketball. You have the five city teams that are that all play Division One. The craziest thing about Villanova, if you look at their – so they lost to Penn. Then they beat Maryland. Yeah. They beat Texas Tech. They beat North Carolina. Yeah. They beat Memphis. Yeah. And then they lost to St. Joe's and Drexel. Yeah. So they lost the three Philly schools. They beat UNC. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And Unbelievable, got, and they got UCLA coming up. So that's uh, is UCLA good, like uh, with Cronin. Uh, yeah, he's done a Cronin. First he of all, won the national championship a couple of years. Yeah, ago. Cronin is is good. If Cronin coached Wilmington High School, would they win the state title? Uh no, but well, that's oh, good transition. <laughs> Jay Wright. Saw, hey, hey, real quick, shout out to Coach Amico and his boys played their exhibition game against Boston Latin Academy yesterday. I got to see it. Um, I I think I think we might be a ten win team out there. They're they're looking pretty good. <laughs> All right. You should mark this down. Can you, can you get their schedule? Can we even talk? I What's have their schedule. Get their schedule. Get their schedule. Get their schedule. No, we'll get their schedule. We'll go win loss. Then we're going to go win loss for high school okay, basketball. Okay, okay here we go. You saying that they're going to win 10 games in this conference, is that's a statement. I mean, that is a statement. 10 wins against, like, that means you got to beat, like, 
one of like, do they still play Winchester? No. Yeah, that's coming up first game. We're going to cover WCTV. Has got um, we're going to I think seven games. Yeah, this, this year. is WCTV promo here. We're promoting yeah. the uh, the basketball team. That's of course we're promoting baseball team. This uh, Jim Boyle, voice of the Wilmington Wildcats, coming to you live. From Cushing Auditorium here on the campus of Wilmington High School. Are we going to get the, uh, Syrac- getting the Syracuse kid to replace you? He, no, he, he's going to be making a lot more money than me someday. Don't worry about that. Well, uh, well not a lot more money yeah, than it's me. Probably, it's probably hard to, like, Yeah. Like I feel like only, like, the top, like, top, top tier, per- top percent of, like, announcers make a lot of money, right? He, yeah, he There's did a, a ton of announcers that don't make a lot of money. He did a great—he was awesome, by the way. Um, Andrew Della P- Piana. Della Pina. Yeah. Great no. job. All right, you ready? Here we go. This is we're going to All right, go. game one. So for I'll every, tell you if it's okay, a winner or Okay, loss. so for Chris Greco, John Amico, and all my friends, and I'll have to tell them to listen to this because they're going to love me because I put the over under eight and a half, and after watching them last night, I, I got to go to nine here, and a half. Here. Shush, I'm going there. Boys varsity basketball, game number one versus Winchester at home. Loss. Big time loss. I Huge can, loss. I think they they, they'll that. lose by 35 points. Okay, are you, are about you keeping the record? You keep the number. Next. Wait, wait, wait. Let me put win here. Okay. One sec. You have a big time loss against Winchester. So, Gax says Winchester's loss. Everybody hear that? You twenty five. If if I will wait, stone them. No, no, no. Shush. I will give them a win if they lose by less than twenty points. Okay, that counts as a win. They will Winchester. They'll they'll be with. What does Winchester suck now? Yeah, they they, they're not as good. Ah. Okay, stone them when they lose by twenty. Stone them. Win. They're I'll gonna, go. I'll give them a they're win. They're gonna croak stone them all over the, the place. The problem is I don't know anything. Win. Who's their? What do they got for players? Like they, they suck. Good up. No, I'm stone talking about. Sucks. I'm talking about Wilmington upperclassmen. The good well, we got seniors. the six eight eight in Balter. How old? It's junior. Oh, okay. That uh, you didn't tell me that. I didn't tell you, you didn't that. You tell me huh? that a six eight kid. Six <laughs> that, eight eight. That changes eight things. Six eight eight in Balter. Pitcher, basketball player, extraordinaire. He's got and he's a junior. Yes, he's junior. We got senior captain. Right. We got senior leadership from. Right, no. All right. Tiago Gomez, Ben Marvin, Michael Lawler, Michael Otis. Who's going to score the most ben points? Harper. Big kid? No, um, I'm going to go the most points. Tiago's goes. Tiago Gomez goes, will be the leading scorer. You can. You shoot. know, funny last year. You know who the leading scorer was last year? Noah Spencer. Remember Noah Spencer? He was at our baseball camp, and he hurt his leg, so he's not back. Okay. He, so second oh, game he's is still in the school. He's not playing. Yeah, he's he's not playing. He's, oh wow. He'll be back. That's tough. I know it sucks for him. He missed football. Hopefully, we'll be back for baseball and catch. All right. Um, Wilmington High School basketball next game. Arlington. That's a loss. Yeah, big time. Uh, I remember once. I remember Arlington played. It was like my junior year, and I was I was watching the game, and they must have hit like five hundred threes against us. Yeah. it was crazy. So your junior year was the last time we beat a big school. We beat Woburn to start the season. Uh, Coach Ingram's first. That's a big year. school. I thought Woburn's, Woburn's the big side in Liberty. Well, that's um, that's like that's not that's like beating that's like beating um that's like okay. beating Vanderbilt and saying you beat an SEC. Just team. so my friends at the <laughs> high school, true. this is muscleless and two now. I'm gonna have to put it's this true. on the Instagram. It's like account. honestly, Woburn's yes, a big school. They're like the Vanderbilt of the big schools. No, Woburn. no, Will, they're good. No. They're big. Woburn basketball. Yes. I think. I think no, yes. it's Wakefield. I'm thinking. We'll of. beat All Woburn. Right. Okay. Uh, Arlington will be at a Shawshank Valley Votech. That'll be a close one. Shawshank Tech, uh, just by what I'm hearing, the way you guys complain about all these athletes going there, I'm going the Tech. Oh, boy. You, you have no idea. I go, I, yeah, I, I know. Go, this is just I a go, we beat position. Shawshank. Lexington. This, I'm basing this off nothing, Lexington, but I do know you Lexington will be a loss. Yeah. Lexington will be a loss. Obviously, yep. Uh, Watertown will be a win because nope. he's got nobody back. He's I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Watertown's Watertown's a loss. Watertown's a win. Woburn will be the the win. As Woburn, well. I'll give you a win because they're Woburn. Okay, so then uh, Melrose will split with Melrose. One win, one loss. Um, we'll split with Melrose. Uh, I'll give you that. Uh, uh, I hope we do. Uh, you, Belmont. You, so that, 
You know what? No, 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 we'll split no with I don't. Nope, I do not like the way you just. We'll I do not. Nope, I do not like what we you just said. We beat Melrose last year. No, nope. we didn't beat Melrose. Okay, right. we'll split that, with Melrose. Oh, and two because of what you just Belmont, said. I had it one on one. You screwed. Belmont, it. which we're going to go live with. That's a um, loss. That's that's going to be a win. Uh, Burlington High. I think we lose both Burlington because uh, the coach Connor is his three point shooters will eat us up. Uh, he's a good coach. Yeah, he's he's a he's a. I can't say it on there. Um, he's a good coach, but he's he's you know what he is. Uh, Reading will beat us. Uh, Wakefield will split with. Oh, I'll give you both against Wakefield. Uh, Stoneham will take both. Watertown will take both. Uh, Melrose, Burlington, we already Wakefield. Saugus will win. Saugus is a loss, right? No, no Saugus. Saugus and Drake. We'll, well, let's split Saugus and Drake. How, yeah, what's I mean, that give us? How many games did you say? I got you got. I got twenty games. I get seven and twelve, so I missed a game. Eight and twelve, then you go. So I'm gonna go seven. I'll go seven wins. I'm gonna go. Eight. I'm gonna even go, seven wins is a lot in that league. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. Go, they're gonna win. Here's their. Here's their nine. Here's the eight that I know they're gonna win. They're gonna beat Stoneham twice. They're gonna beat Wakefield twice. They're gonna beat uh, Watertown twice. That's six, and it doesn't matter who they beat after that. I don't think they're. Watertown I'm gonna go win. over under nine and a half for my boys. And listen, my son has no idea um, who you are and what you play. We'll get him out to a game. Maybe we'll get him on the mic with me. And uh, we can watch. What's, you, the first game's Winchester. First game's Winchester Tuesday. And, you said, and that's the big game. You said they're going to they have a I chance said, at yeah. not. Uh, yeah. Tuesday, December. That'll tell me everything. That Tuesday, game. December 12th, 6 p.m. at the high school. Be there. Uh, we'll bring Are you going to be live? Yeah. Or, uh, we might go live. We don't know yet. Bring Jack with us. I'll know, I'll know after bring that Jack game. On. I will. And then uh, we're going to do the Shawshank Tech game. We're going to sit on the court side and do Jim Boy, not high above court side, but right at court side, like Mike Breen. So that's the Wilmington High School. God, I, like I said, shout out to my boys. I'm sure I missed a couple of you guys. Balter, Harper, Tiago Gomez, uh, Michael Lawler, Ben Marvin, Michael Otis. I'm sure I'm missing somebody now. My brain is farting on me. I got to start. Oh, Watalas. Speaking, he's a new speaking kid. of Jake all these Watalas, kids, I, I got to no. start making the um, the quiz. I'm going to I'm gonna make like a 30, oh, okay. a 30, a 30, a 30 question sports quiz. It's going to be like basic stuff. Like it's going to be like one of the questions will be, and there'll be multiple choice. It'll be like, where'd Charles Barkley go to college? So not, not something hard, but it'll weed out some people. And there'll be 30 questions, and I'm going to have you give it to your students, and the person who gets the highest score gets to come on the podcast. Okay, so everybody's heard that. Jack is putting – if you, I, everybody wanted to come on the podcast because it's a lot of fun to come on the podcast. But Jack's putting together a quiz. You can't have your phones out. We're going to give it to you. Whoever gets the most – the highest score on the quiz gets to come on the show. They'll come on after your sister Amanda. She's going to come on because now we have Simone Biles and Taylor Swift to talk about with her. As well, yeah, real. Um, to talk the other thing there. I talked to John, is Taylor Swift ruining the Chiefs. I talked to Coach Amico this morning, and uh, his father's about the same age as mine. So what I want to try to do is let's do the All NBA Draft. Father's the same age as yours. Same age as me. Oh, I was gonna say. No, he's same like, age. What? He actually he's a year older. I just wanted to say what his dad. Not a, no, like John. 60? John. So so I think what we're gonna do is I'm gonna shout out to everybody here. Chris, Justin, Kevin. I don't. Does Kevin know the NBA enough? Enough. Yeah. He. Yeah. Chris, Chris, Justin, Kevin, Jack, Jim. Then let's bring Amico, Amico's dad, and uh, Dennis Ingram. Eight. We'll draft the All NBA team if we get everybody in the studio. We'll do that. It'll be like the uh, the inside the NBA did that once. It was yeah. they did it. They maybe did it 12, 13, 14 years ago. So it was like maybe like before like LeBron and LeBron. I think they get picked, but it was before like Durant and Curry. But Charles Barkley didn't understand the draft. He thought they were playing like an All Star game. He picked Allen Iverson first. <laughs> <laughs> Allen Iverson went. <laughs> Allen Iverson went first, and then McHale had the second pick. And McHale was like, "Well, I." McHale was all like, "I thought you were going to pick Jordan, and I still, I have to take Larry." So La- Jordan went third in that draft. 
Because <laughs> Mikhail was like, I have to take. I want. I was. I thought you were going to pick Jordan. I was going to take Larry. So Larry went second, and then Jordan That's went third. Hilarious. They got Jordan third. That's hilarious. So we're going to try to do that as well. But uh, like I said, shout out to our boys basketball team. We're going to cover boys and girls basketball all winter long here on WCTV. Yeah. Shout out to Jack, who's going to have to go to the games now because he's trash talked him to seven or eight wins. I think nine and a half is the over under. Jordan won't go lower than second in our draft. It depends on who gets the first right, pick, right, but he won't right. go lower than second. It'll, I can guarantee you right now, the draft will be LeBron, Jordan, Jordan, LeBron, and then it'll be a crapshoot after that. Yeah. And it, and again, that's why I want to get different generations in because, uh, uh, you know, with you, Kevin, Chris, Justin, and John, Amico, that's five of the same generation. And uh, John's dad and myself is a generation, and we have Ingram out there by himself because he's like old but not really that old, Dennis is. So, um, but that's what we got, Jack, uh, for today. Uh, great show. We got to talk about just about everything here. We went over uh, the in-season tournament. We talked about our friends from the college football, the playoff, the bowls. The uh, We'll get to just Charlie Baker at some point. The NFL, we talked about college basketball. We really had a nice little shout-out there. Schedule of our Wilmington High School Wildcats boys basketball team. Again, uh, we'll keep you posted throughout the podcast how they're doing, and we'll bring some guests on. Yep. One more thing. just It looks like John Rahm's going to live like $600 million. I have no issue with it as long as he doesn't give us that crap answer of like life balance and blah, blah, blah. Just tell me you got $600 million and you They want gave him $600 That's million. That's what the rumor is, yeah. Do you know how much $600 million is? I, yeah. That's like $4 million, $400 million short of a billion. I mean, he might be the—if you, if you do— like obviously Tiger's number one, but and, and Rory's probably two. But John Rahm is a case for being the most like the biggest golfer in the world. But right you now. know what's funny is right? The, would you agree with that? I agree. But John Rahm might be number one in terms true. of like the, right. If but you the were needle, to do the... the needle will not move at all. No, nobody it, will give a shit. The only way the needle moved is if they had like a healthy Tiger. That's the right. Only the only way, way the needle, needle moves, moves right. and that's not happening. So. And it's just it, it's 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 a crapshoot. We'll see. I don't want. All right, so with. we get to end the show on jacket and update on John Rahm. But again. Uh, episode 17 is now concluded. So for it all boils down to this for Jack Boyle, I'm your host, Jim Boyle, and we'll see you on down the road. Thanks for listening to this episode of it all boils down to this recorded at WCTV studios in our hometown of Wilmington, Massachusetts. We're always open to any ideas, critiques, topics, and guests. So if anyone out there in podcast world needs to get a hold of us, we can be reached via email at jboyle22 at comcast.net. Along with Jack Boyle, I'm Jim Boyle. Make sure to tune in to the next edition of It All Boils Down to This.